Victims of the punt time, uh, season final as well uh, for the review part of the show. We'll still be doing some previews over the winter months, but there's obviously less to talk about, and we'll save that until the good horses return with an eye towards spring. But nonetheless, uh, we were looking at the coast there on Saturday, which I neglected to mention in the preview. Uh, the, the feature race was called the coast. I didn't even realise. Rob Scurry, you were there on the coast. Uh, how did you find the day overall? Pretty good day, you know, a bit, a bit of trouble getting in with the old COVID safe, we like to line up, but you know, <laughs> that's alright, and once you got in there it was a free-for-all, but it was a good day, you know, people getting on on the booze, balmy autumn day, um, how to win makes it much better, you know, even got my ball of money. Yeah, indeed, I did see that, and I thought instantly of you, and without even asking, you responded with the fact that yes, I backed it, which was outstanding. <laughs> uh, Mark Sheen, the day at Gosford, the takeover target, the Gosford Cup, the Coast, How'd you find it overall? No, it was a pretty good day. Um, plenty of music pumping there throughout the day. Couldn't hear many interstate races, unfortunately. But um, anyway, don't worry about the punt. Yeah, no. Um, no, backed a few winners, so yeah, it was a worthwhile trip. Beautiful. And Mark Roden, looking at Gosford from afar, uh, what did you think of the meeting overall? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I, yeah, Avion Fury was probably the highlight for me. It was found a bit tough other than that. I went against Mark Sheen a couple of times and paid the, the ultimate penalty. He was seen very well uh, in the previous show on on Friday. Um, I, uh, look, the one thing I would like to say is the track played sensationally. It was, I would say, 100% fair. Probably the fairest track I've seen on a Saturday for a long time. They were winning hard fence. They were circling. It was, they could win from anywhere. Beautiful. Well, we'll start with race five. We'll go through races five through nine. Avian Fury, as you mentioned, was the winner there. Uh, well found by, I think, pretty much everyone, um, seemingly. Uh, just narrowly held off Parry Sound. High Opinion was in third. Rob Scurry, run us through these horses out of the yard. Look, uh, Avion Fury stood out to me as the pick of the yard. Um, and then I just, you know, went, oh, that was, that's Mark, Mark Roden's better today as well. And it seemed to be backed accordingly. Um, you know, I was disgusted to see the SP at the end. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, Parry Sound, I saw it at that Anzac meeting. Um, I think it's definitely got a win or two in it uh, in, in the uh, winter. Uh, he, he just got a bit hot. Um, I think he can improve and... Uh, that's about it. That's about the only horse I could take out of the race. Okay. Mark Sheen, how did you see race five there? Um, I, I backed uh, my swashbuckler, but then when I saw Avion Fury uh, parade, I, I, I was able to cut out of the race, luckily. So um, I knew that I was in trouble before the race, uh, considering the way the two paraded. So Avion Fury, given a lovely ride by Karen McAvoy, the stables aimed pretty high with him. This preparation running in a couple of very strong races and then just out of play at Canterbury last start, got back on a leader's track, but uh, he got things to suit there on Saturday. They went a long way from home there. I think Parry Sound, probably if he had his time over again, Campbell Rawilla would have held up a little bit uh, longer. Thought he was pretty brave. I thought uh, he could have maybe just sat back uh, going to the first turn rather than kicking up three wide, just sat back and had one go at them. And maybe it would have been a different story. I thought he was pretty brave in defeat. Uh, but you can't take much away from the winner. Away from that, Ty Opinion made some ground late. But uh, no, all honours with the winner and a good run from Parry Sound. Yep, indeed. Mark Roden, you obviously like this horse, which we didn't talk about this race on the previous show. Just uh, run us through your thoughts leading into the race. Yeah, Mark touched on it. I thought he'd been run out of his grade uh, a couple of times as prep. Um, and then, obviously, totally unsuited at Canberra last start. Look, sort of last time he was in the right race, under the right conditions, he won quite well at big odds at, at another Canterbury night meeting. 
and I thought if he could just, uh, he, he would set up to um, to get his chance on Saturday, and he was well weighted, and I thought if he could get, get back to that sort of performance, he'd just about win, and uh, thankfully he did. Um, and like Rob said, gee, I was, I was topping up at BSP at the end, gee, that was a sick price, that was absolutely <laughs> bottom five. <laughs> three, three eight. It, was, it was very heavily backed, um, and it's something you've mentioned before, when, when the tape pays... Um, Bigger than BSP, yeah. there's, uh, there's some pretty serious money on. Yeah, indeed. Uh, first leg of the quaddy was to take over target, 1200 meter race. Uh, slow tempo here, 4.9 links slow to the 600 on punting forms data. Uh, Enchanted Heart has lobbed and run over top of Snitz, uh, who's sort of half loomed there in the straight. Rob Scurry, how, what did you think of the uh, the small field here for the takeover target? I um, most played it pretty well here. I thought uh, I, I'd seen Easy Eddie look better, um, so I, I was happy to, to go around him at the short. And I guess something had to take up percentage, and that was Enchanted Heart, who looked like she'd improved off the run uh, the other day. I, I still think she's got further improvement in her. That might not be the the, the last win she, she for the, for the winter for her. Um, but yeah, I, I landed on um, a couple of outsiders in, in Schnitz, who I look, thought just looked close to top and, and relax them well. And uh, the Japanese bred horse, um, I don't have the name in front of me. Um, maybe that can improve on a firmer track, as like Japanese horses do, like that grand piano. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I, the, the winner seemed to PR, get the job done. But you know, every chance you'll win again, stepping up in distance a little bit. Yeah, Mark Sheen, this is one of yours on the preview show, was it not? Uh, yeah, I just thought back on the wet that um, she'd uh, improve and she did. She got a lovely run, came in a very short price there at the finish, uh, two sixty, I think. I bet six dollars first up before deductions, and then plenty of four twenty on Thursday as well. So very heavily backed. Is um, the market didn't like Senor Fox? It was right out the gate with the wet track. I think the winner just lobbed in a good spot, Easy Eddie, bit flat, uh, pretty disappointing. They went slow tempo there for this class of race, and, you know, the race was probably set up for him, but he didn't deliver on the day. So certainly all honours with the winner. Senor Fox back on top of the ground would certainly, uh, I think that was an acceptable run. Yep. Uh, it's Mark Roden, uh, Senor Fox certainly just on face value looking at the last 600 splits, he still managed to find the line okay. Um, yeah, he was never... The winner, though, um, I, I think we've got to be very wary of him on wet tracks going forward. Um, yeah, I, well, I got this one wrong. I like Izzy, Izzy Eddie and Snitz, and you know, one, one, two, or one in the first three in the run in a slow pace, you think you'd be some chance of collecting. Mm. But uh, I must admit, Enchanted Heart did actually look the winner to the eye. A fair way at it, it was it was travelling. It was sitting fourth, but it was absolutely travelling. <clears throat> uh, I wonder. I mean. Looking at the data, it's very hard to make any excuse for Easy Eddie because the overall first 600 is so slow. But I wasn't well. I wasn't. I wasn't happy pre-race when Rob wasn't wrapping him from the yard, and then I wasn't entirely happy in the run despite the apparent lack of pace because he. I, I was hoping he'd just get the lead easily and then gradually increase the tempo. And what's happened is uh, Jay Ford on the 100 to one chance. Uh, kicked up so he's just made slightly more use of him early and then it landed three lengths in front and then thought I'm going too quick and slowed down so he's sort of ah. sort of gradually building momentum through the race he's gone out probably a touch hard in the first hundred then dropped anchor and then tried to sprint and he hasn't been able to look I'm not you know I think that's just the way the race panned out I'm certainly not going looking for him next time out mm. he's, a, he's an old horse now and hasn't won for about two years so but I'm just saying that I don't think, even though the data will tell you he's been very disappointing there, but I just don't think that's the ideal setup for him. Sure. 
Okay, let's look at the Gosford Cup. 2100, listed race, Polly Gray, Chris Waller, Tommy Barry. Uh, well supported, reasonably enough anyway, certainly from uh, the time at 9am, uh, the horse only really seemed to firm in the market. Uh, defeated Oliferous, um, and look, it was pretty pretty much spread out after that. Uh, we got tried to, to lead on an even tempo, 0.7 length slow to the 600 there. Uh, Rob Scarry, run us through some of these stayers. Uh, look, I, um, I, you know, Polly Gray, she's sort of a rangy, kind of lightly framed thing. But the thing about her is she hasn't trained off. She's, she's almost like she's put on condition throughout a prep, which is one of my favourite things to see from the yard. So um, I just thought, and, and I knew she was a bit of a soft tracker, and I just thought that she, she'd um, be hard to beat. Um, Wugok has is, is been one of mine. Uh, I thought I think I've seen him look better mm. before. Um, I think he, I think he's a bit like Enchanted Heart. He's, he's got a race in him this winter, especially, especially on the wet track. He seems to still want to run and try, and I think he can only improve in condition. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sacking him. Um, other than that, you know, Oliferous looked good. You know, the yard sort of you know held held up pretty well here. Um, the, the Gay Waterhouse, I don't know how they backed this, this this hush rider on a soft track, but they have. So, you know, when I saw that, I thought, well, you know, I know it's short, Polly Gray, but it's still that sort of 280 to $3, that's around my price. Yep. Um, so I was happy to happy to get involved. And, um, yeah, look, look, it was a great ride and, you know, looked look the winner for a long way. Mark Sheen, why did they back hush rider? Not sure. Um, I don't think they would have been real happy sitting three wide on a limb all the way either. Um I, I couldn't have found it, and it just got into a bad spot from a whitish barrier too. So I think they're in trouble a long way from home. Polly Gray got into a good spot. I think she'll probably head to Brisbane and and hopefully get a bit of cut out of the track there. What can you say about these horses? Um, Cariff, uh, I, look, he's probably a two-miler, but he might head to Brisbane for the Brisbane Cup. Um, he just whacked away, and I think he still had a bit of improvement uh, in him looking at him. Uh, but apart from that, I thought Stockman a bit disappointing. I know he does take uh, time to wind up, a bit of a grinder, but maybe the, the uh, Gosford track didn't suit him as well, even though he's won at Wyong. But um, he just seemed very one-paced. Yep. Mark Roden, are you able to follow anything out of the Cup? No, not really. No, they're all very well exposed. We know their likes and dislikes. A bit annoyed with myself. I wanted to, on th uh, Friday, I wanted to back Polly Gray and say, Eliphorus and Wugok, I ended up not betting the race because... As mentioned, um, all the Wagga Cup runners came out. Um, we ran on the Friday, which really did tighten the market right up. I mean, with, with, with the full field in, the original full field in, Polly Gray was around $5.55, which would have been a great price. She, I reckon she would have won anyway. She would have beaten those horses, especially on a soft track. Uh, but yeah, the, the market sorted out pretty well. She's got into about seven to four at the death, so um, let the race go, but it sort of panned out pretty much as expected. Okay, race eight was the coast, the open event for the three-year-olds and four-year-olds. Very fast tempo event, six lengths fast to the 600 on punning forms data. And Rob, you managed to find old mate Brandenburg on top and had an each-way play. Run us through why you thought that out of the yard. Just never seen it look better. Um, you know, I've seen him, he, he never, he's obviously running much higher grade races so he's never really stood out to me but you know dropping back a little bit he, he, he just seemed to, to stand out he, he walked around with a real um, shine to his coat you know big condition and um, yeah I, I didn't see all that much to beat him like well, I was on Nimalee 
the, the start before who I found to be very disappointing that day and maybe she's a better fresh horse but she seemed to have run well um, the John O'Shea horse looked very well again all Saints Eve but you know I don't know how many times we've said it but these three year olds aren't much good so we were left I wasn't left with, with much you know to, to um, nudge looked perfect Waller you know looked, holding condition walked around very well but you know, it's 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 she's she's like a Saturday horse, and I just thought, well, Brandenburg might not, he, he might be a bit better than a Saturday horse, and the worry was um, the jock from the barrier, but he's he's given it an absolute peach. I think I said on the text, he, he must be really hungry, this jock, and and he's a big chance for him, and um, yeah, look, someone knew as well. Again, I was, I was tapping away at ten ten fifty before the race, and then it's it's it's, it's BSP is less than the tote, disgusting. <laughs> Mark Shane, run us through your thoughts in run there, watching a few of these. Um, yeah, look, look, he hadn't had much luck in his previous two runs, Brandenburg. Uh, they tried to drive him forward from that wide alley, and they got lucky with East Asia stringing this field right out, and he got into a lovely spot, uh, one or two off the rail. And, uh, you know, he was just right, cherry ripe for the day, as, uh, as Rob said. I think they'd probably set him for this race where a lot of horses had been through the mill running in other races and he's come in here nice and fresh. I think Nudge may not have handled the track. She was off the bit a long way from home and I'm just doubtful that she got through the ground all that well, even though she was brave uh, hitting the line okay. But she was off the bit probably seven or 800 out, which is unusual for her. So I'm putting it down to the track uh, for her, but I think she still ran honestly. Brutality sweated up and he normally seems to race better that way and he ran well. And apart from that, uh, Wheelhouse, I think he paraded well, but he's been around in everything and probably had enough. Mark Roden, if Nudge turns up in some Brisbane race, are you going to follow your money? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it could have been the track. I, 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 I haven't been on it. This is the first time I've been on this prep. I thought it was a good race for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, again, I sort of knew I was in trouble pre-race. Mark had been so keen on Brandenburg uh, on the Friday, and then Rob was very bullish from the yard, and I... I'd been around it, um, probably because of my savage anti uh, Bayless bias, but I paid the penalty there. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, look, the race was setting up really nicely for Nudge, and then it, it, and it had Brandenburg's back, and then it got dropped by it, and then came again on the line. So maybe that is the track, uh, or maybe she wants further. She was trying to have more ground as a three year old, although that hasn't been the case since, I don't know. The worry with her is, and I, I should have probably been awake up to this before going, betting so heavily on her, is. Um, She's just one of these horses with a racing style I hate. They just need... We just come up with an excuse for every time she goes round and she never bloody wins. So, you know, do I chase my money in Brisbane? I don't know. I don't think so. That's more than fair enough. Okay, let's have a look at the last because there was a short favourite in April Rain. They've gone slow here to the 600. Three length slow on the class figure and punting form starter. And Stella Pauline, that horse that's been sort of hacking around at massive odds for however many starts in a row, has uh, held off the short favourite. Rob Scurry, run me through what you thought of the favourite first of all. I look fat to me. Um, lo lo lovely horse. You know, I think I said in the text, a lot of all-time legend about this horse. I unloaded on his first start in the Maiden and never, ne never, never won on it. So I was just a bit spooked, maybe victim mentality, thinking, oh, I'll just put the cue in the rack, sent Stella Pauline out on top. As we said last time we talked about her, I think Mark Roden said, no, she's maybe back to something like, you know, her best. She wasn't suited last start. They've hated her. To me, she stood out at top, relaxed, um, and there wasn't much else in the race. The, the, the six for um, uh, Rachel looked 
looked looked fairly well, but it's fairly well. So I, I marked them four one dash, and you know it was mm. a you know bit dirty that I didn't send it out for the punters. I'm sure a few of our, our subscribers might have had something on, but um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a some units left on the table there. Yeah, Mark, Mark Sheen, still a Pauline dropping from a Group 3 back to the benchmark 78. I, I guess that was a, a positive for it, but it still hadn't won in ages. Yeah, look, look, I actually had it on top on my ratings, but um, look, the fact that she hadn't won at 1,200, she did have wet form. She'd won on a slow track and probably in the worst ground last start. But I've got to agree with Rob. She absolutely stood out in the yard. Um, I had a peanut on her at ten dollars uh, on the fair, um, just on a parade, um, because she looked so good. April rain, just I hadn't seen a sweat like that before. Look, she looked big when she won at Canterbury first up, but you know there was a lot of music, a lot of crowd there on Saturday, and she just didn't seem to handle that. She looked a lot worse than I'd seen her in the past, and I think she's still got a lot of improvement. And pretty negative ride at the start there, dragged right out the back. Mm. Probably a bit too much to do first up, uh, considering that, you know, she's got 60 kilos and a lot of improvement. So wouldn't be sacking her off that run. But Stella Pauline just, uh, you know, got into a nice position, I suppose, the way the track was playing to my eye. I, I disagree a bit with Mark. I think it was much better off the fence, and I think it just got into a, a good position, Stella Pauline. Mark Roden, we're probably not going to be able to make too much cash out of this race, though, are we? Uh, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> April Rain's a nice horse, I'd say that. The, yeah. the rest are what they are. I'd probably, um, similar to Mark, in that I haven't taken Stella Pauline's last run's place value. I actually said something about it on Friday, mm. um, that I was sceptical of the figure, that even though she'd run in a much stronger race, finished close up and been in the wrong part of the track, I was sceptical because she'd finished fifth and sort of might have been dragged along by the better class horses just... Had a day out and not one anyway, but she's run right up to that again. Um, yeah, so she, well, she, she's in. This is pretty well the best run of her uh, form of her career. She showed promises of two-year-old. Never really rated all that well, but she's starting to put together. So maybe there's more wins for her. And I'm sure uh, with all that was said about April Rain about um, her condition and um, not being at a you know, obviously not being at her top on Saturday. There's more to come for her. There's Brisbane obviously, and I'm sure she has another level in her. But with her SP profile, you might be right, and she's not a horse we're going to get a ton of cash out of. Um, I, I think even despite the fact she's been better on Saturday, she's going to be pretty popular wherever she heads next as well. So um, I don't think she'll be huge odds, but um, I'm certain there's more wins in store for her anyway. Okay, that brings us to the end. I'll get a horse or two to follow from each of you. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Yeah, look, I don't think there were many standout runs on the program. Uh, I think Parry sound you know, in these staying races through the winter will probably acquit himself well, even though he doesn't handle really wet ground fantastically well, but uh, he got through it okay on Saturday. So I thought he was okay. Um, I don't know about this first winner overpass. Dizzy paraded well, but he looks like he's struggling um, off the bit coming to the turn, and then he just finds another gear. That's two wins where if you were betting in the run, you would you would have gapped him, and then he just goes bang. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> in the rain. It was a very, very sad start for me. Um, um, and I think April rain will certainly improve. She might be going to Scone and then maybe to Brisbane after that. But I think she's a big track horse, so I'd probably want her at Eagle Farm rather than Doom when she gets to Brisbane. Okay. 
Mark Roden, a horse to follow from yourself? Um, Blondo, race two. Um, incredible one. Uh, he, he showed a little bit of promises in the older horse, but been generally disappointing, but that was uh, outstanding. Uh, comparing its time to the other 1,200-metre races on the day uh, and its uh, last section as well, um, if that wasn't an outlier, if that wasn't a fluke, there's, there's a good race in him, I think. Uh, certainly, uh, punting forms data would back that up as well. That's the, the the second biggest winning performance on the card behind Brandenburg, and significantly so. Rob Scarry, horse to follow out of the yard. Well, uh, I guess Blondo, you have to take that at face value because um, it did, I couldn't have it from the yard. Look, Fat Waller, uh, <laughs> April Rain, Fat Waller. So there's improvement there. And like Mark Sheehan said, I think Parry Sound on a driest track and maybe Wugok on a wettest track in a, in a staying race. Okay, very good. Uh, thank you to you all for joining us for the entire season. Uh, we'll be back later in the year with the better horses to follow as they resume and we'll obviously go through the whole of spring. So until then, guys, uh, we'll be still doing a few previews, but uh, enjoy your Mondays off. Go well. I've got, I've got Warwick Farm Wednesday. Off of that day. Yes. Double header for. Can't believe I forgot that. Uh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts out of the yard there, Rob, on Saturday. I think that's probably one thing where uh, there's a very much a lack of information coming out of the Adelaide Mounting Yard, uh, especially when you quite often don't get a, a full coverage of of them parading on on dot com. So uh, I can't wait to to hear your thoughts in a couple of those group ones. Maybe you should move there, Rob, full time. Have you considered that moving to Adelaide and just? Take charge of out there. Oh, he's carving them up in Sydney. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I love you know I, I love a, a fresh lot of horses. Um, I'm not you know it's it's, it's not going to be food to Japan, but it's it's gonna it's it's it, I love just having the chance to you know to win when you know I've got no right to. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we've got uh, five days to wait until that. Can't yeah. wait. But uh, Warwick Farm in the meantime. So obviously yep. we'll. We'll see how you, you fare out there because that's not one of your favourite tracks, is it? Yeah, well, I just haven't had a, had a yeah. lot of luck. No, maybe no, it's not luck. I've, I've seemed to lose it. I've won, I've won out there the last couple of times, so yeah, let's let, let's. I'm I'm hopeful, and yeah, it, if it's a nice day and I've got a five or better, there's there's every chance that you know we'll find a winner or two. All right, sounds good. Until then, go well, guys. <laughs>